Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the end of the bench, our very first episode on this podcast platform. Appreciate you tuning in and joining me today where on this podcast we talk all things sports. We talk past, present, and the future. We talk about any sport that you can think of. We try to cover all the bases, whether it's current events, as I said, or in the past. With the COVID-19 pandemic that the world is going through right now, we're going to start off our very first episode today talking about the top six schools that did not win a national championship in men's college basketball of the past 20 years. All right, This past weekend should have been the final four for this season on Monday night should have been the national championship where we crowned a new national champion. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, with this COVID-19 pandemic sweep in the world, we did not have an men's national tournament this year. It was dubbed March Sadness instead of March Madness, which I feel is very appropriate for those of you out there that get so into that tournament every single year as I do. But like I said, The last 20 years, there's a reason I limited it to 20 years. We could go back since the tournament started in the, I believe, 1939, and there was a team probably every single year that had expectations, should have won a national championship, for whatever reason didn't. They came up short. That would make this episode go hours upon hours having conversations and discussions with all those teams, and I know that I'm probably leaving some teams out. I know that there's some schools out there that... Once you listen to this, you're thinking like, hey, dude, like, are you kidding me? There's other schools that deserve to be in this list. This is my opinion. These are the six schools that I feel best did not meet the expectations of winning a national championship in their given year. Also, full disclosure, I try to look at one year for each school. Now, I have one team that made the final six, and then that same school made the three honorable mentions that I chose. There's a reason for that. I'll explain that when we get to going through each and every team. However, I tried to limit it down. There are many. There are so many schools, the Blue Blood schools, that if you think about over the last 20 years, every year their expectation is to win a national championship. And not every school wins the national championship every year. Let me rephrase that. The same school does not win every year, meaning that if you look at the Blue Bloods like Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, they didn't. They haven't won 20 straight championships. Okay, so I tried to choose the one year that I felt, in my opinion, which I'll explain when the time comes, was the biggest quote-unquote letdown, if you want to call it, of, those, of these past 20 seasons in NCAA men's college basketball. So stick with me. I appreciate you joining me today. Again, we're going to talk about the top six teams in NC2A men's basketball that did not win the national championship in their given years. We're going to talk about why players, we're going to talk about injuries, things like that, that may have tripped them up, or fluke shots, things like that, that kept them from winning a national championship. Three honorable mentions, the top six. So stick around. We'll be right back. What is up? Welcome back to the Fade to Black podcast. Again, today's topic is going to be, of the past 20 years, the top six teams, in my opinion, who did not win the national championship in NCAA men's college basketball. All right. These these six teams, including two honorable mentions, were probably, in my opinion, the best team 
in the sport that given year and just came up short for whatever reason. So again, we'll talk about records. We'll talk about games that they may have lost. We'll talk about, you know, statistics. We'll talk about the superstars, the players that were on those given teams at that time. So we're going to hit all the bases here. But first, let's get into it. Let's start with our honorable mentions. First of all, 2001-2002 Kansas Jayhawks. Okay, 30 and 8, 14 and 2 in the Big 12, came up just short, lost to Maryland in the final four. Maryland would then obviously go on to win the national championship that year by defeating Indiana. But the reason I have them on the honorable mention here, they had three lottery picks on that team Drew Gooden, Kirk Heinrich, and Nick Collison. All three of those guys turned out to be pretty solid NBA players, and all three had pretty good careers at the next level. But also, they had some very good ancillary pieces. Keith Langford, Wayne Simeon was a guy on that team. Didn't see a ton of minutes at that time. I don't believe in that year, but down the road was a key factor in a team for Kansas that was able to get themselves to the final four uh, later on. And then finally, Aaron Miles, another guy, a guard who was a key contributor to that squad that year that came up just short of the national championship. Next, I want to talk about the 2009-2010 Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky went 35-3 that year, 14-2 in the SEC, came up short, losing to West Virginia in the Elite Eight. This is a team that was highly touted, highly hyped coming into the season with the freshman class that consisted of guys like John Wall, who would be a future number one draft pick the very next year in the NBA. DeMarcus Cousins was a top five NBA draft pick. Then you had guys like Patrick Patterson who came back as an upperclassman to help get this team to try to get them over the hump into the Final Four and win a national championship. And then contributing pieces off the bench in guards like Darius Miller, Eric Bledsoe, who's cut out a pretty nice NBA career for himself, and DeAndre Liggins, a guy who was kind of an unsung hero on that team who put up some pretty decent, played some pretty decent, tough minutes for a team, like I said, that was just short of getting to the national championship. And then finally, a team that uh, could have been in my top six. However, I'm including them in the honorable mentions because they are a team that had they won the national championship that year, it would have been vacated anyway, and it would not have counted. Many of the games that they played during that season were vacated. I'm talking about the 2007-2008 Memphis Tigers. 38-2, uh, very, very highly touted freshman class that came in, led by Derrick Rose, who would go on to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Guys like Chris Douglas Roberts, the lefty, the guard, and the, the wing slasher, Joey Dorsey inside with the strong, powerful presence. Then you had guys again on the outside of the starting five, guys like Sean Taggart, Robert Dozier, who was a kind of a slasher, kind of one of those stretch four type players that you see in the NBA and college now. And Andre Allen, who was a guy who spent a lot of time uh, doing the dirty work for this Memphis team. Coach Calipari obviously was the head coach at this time. And when we talk about 38-2, and the two games that they lost, they lost in a number one versus number two matchup to the University of Tennessee. And they lost in a national championship. And it's been well documented that national championship missed free throws at the end of that game. And then Mario Chalmers hit that huge three at the end of regulation to send it to overtime. And Kansas was able to pull that one out. But looking at some of the games that they won 
in that season. They beat an Oklahoma team that was an NCAA tournament team. They beat UConn that was an NCAA tournament team. They beat Georgetown, who made the Final Four that year, was at number five in the country at the time that Memphis knocked them off. And then in a battle of freshmen with Derrick Rose, they beat USC, who was led by O.J. Mayo. So they had some really, really good wins in that season where they went 38-2. and The most single-season wins at that time um, until, like I said, they were vacated, winning 38 sing- games in a single season and also 16-0 and in Conference USA. All right, so our three honorable mentions, Kansas in 0102, Kentucky 2009-2010, and then the Memphis team, again, that vacated, had to vacate those wins in 2007-2008. That was the runner-up in a national championship. All right, so stick with us. When we come back, we'll start with teams 6, 5, and 4 for the six teams in the last 20 years that did not win the national title. All right, here we go. Top six teams in NCAA men's college basketball of the past 20 years that did not win the national championship. And we're going to start out with the 2007-2008 UCLA Bruins. Okay, UCLA, it was their third Final Four in a row. Unfortunately, all four ended without them winning the national championship. But let's take a look at this squad. 35-4, and 16-2 in the Pac-10. All right. Lost to Memphis, who we talked about in the other segment, who lost in the national championship. They lost to Memphis in the Final Four that year. Again, as I said, third Final Four in a row. And this team, led by Ben Howland, was loaded. Guys like Russell Westbrook, who was the Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year that year, would go on to get drafted by the Seattle Supersonics slash Oklahoma City Thunder, and he's carved out a pretty nice NBA career. Kevin Love was an All-American as a freshman coming in that year. Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year in the Pac-10. I mean, it goes without saying what he's been able to do in his NBA career. He's an NBA champion with the Cavaliers in 2016, but probably a potential Hall of Famer, as with Russell Westbrook. Then you had glue guys like Luke Richard Emba Amute, all right, guy inside that kind of did all the dirty work. And he's a guy who's played for a, a handful of NBA teams who, again, has had a nice career in doing all the little things. He's not a guy that's going to score you 20 points. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and get double-doubles every night. But he is a guy that is going to contribute and do the things that are necessary to win games. Then you look in the backcourt, guys like Josh Shipp, who was a nice shooter, attacked the basket, could score from the wing. Point guard Darren Collison an NBA player, spent a lot of time with the Hornets um, and also played uh, some, with some other squads and was a very good contributor as a guard, not only in the starting lineup, but in helping with teams, getting them to the next level. And then finally, a guy that doesn't get as much of the credit is guys like Lorenzo Mata Real. He was a guy who came off the bench, was able to contribute to that squad and help them to get to the final four for the third straight year, as I mentioned, but unfortunately were unable to get to the national championship and come out on top. Take a look at some of their losses they had this year, obviously playing out of the Pac-10 at the time, now Pac-12. They lost to USC, uh, who had O.J. Mayo. They lost to Texas, who was at number eight in the country at the time of the loss. And then a game against Washington, they lost in conference outside of the game against Memphis to finish at 35 
and four. So number six on our list today is the 2007-2008 UCLA Bruins. Moving on to number five is a school that we talked about previously. However, this is their only entrance on the list, and that's the 2009-2010 Kansas Jayhawks. All right. They are the only squad on this list to not at least advance to the second weekend of the tournament. All right. This is a team that was 35 and 3, 15 and 1 in the Big 12. They won both the regular season and the tournament championship in a Big 12, led by Bill Self. They fell to Northern Iowa and Ali Farukmanesh, who I hope I'm saying that correctly, who hit that big shot in the round of 32 to knock them off. And get them and keep them from that second weekend. All right. Take a look at some of the, listen to some of these names that they had on this squad. They had the Boris twins, Mark Keefe and Marcus. Sharon Collins, who was, Sharon Collins, excuse me, who led the team in scoring, was an All American that year. Xavier Henry was a freshman. Cole Aldrich, who cut out a nice NBA career for himself. And then a guard in the backcourt that kind of did all the little things, a little under the radar, radar Tyshawn Taylor. But the thing that sticks out to me is two guys who didn't even see the floor really in that season, who would be guys that down the road would help Kansas get back to the Final Four and even a national championship game. And that's Jeff Withy, the seven-footer, and then Thomas Robinson, who's an All-American, a top five pick in the NBA draft when he did decide to come out after his sophomore season. So they were a loaded, loaded roster of guys that just didn't quite get over the hump to make it and win the national championship. And unfortunately, as I said, didn't even get out of the first weekend, losing in round two. And then number four, this is is a squad that kind of um, brings back some bad memories as a Xavier graduate, is the 2006-2007 Ohio State Buckeyes. All right. Famously, the, the, the game in the second round of the tournament against Xavier, where Xavier had the lead. Ron Lewis hit the big three to send it to overtime. Ohio State was able to prevail. 35 and four in the regular season, 15 and one within the Big Ten. All right. And then they lost to Florida. Florida would be winning their second national championship. They lost to Florida in the national championship game. All right. They were led by Thad Mata, Thad Mata, who has some really great teams in his Ohio State tenure. All right. But the big thing about this squad that we want to look at that's going to start to become a trend as we go through the rest of, uh, as well, this one and then the next one um, is the, fr- the play of strong freshman classes. Since the Fab Five, we hadn't really seen a group of freshmen come together and really gel as well as this Ohio State team did. They were led this year by Greg Oden, who was the do-everything seven-footer from Indiana, who was the high-prized recruit that everybody wanted. He ended up going to Ohio State with his teammate, Mike Conley. Once they got to the NBA, it was a different story, obviously. Unfortunately, Greg Oden suffered through many injuries, never really bounced around two or three, four teams, never really ever to keep to, to, to get healthy and solidify an NBA career, whereas Mike Conley has been one of the better point guards, un, underrated point guards, in my opinion, in the NBA since he went into the draft in 2007 with Memphis and now in Utah. But 
that wasn't all they had that year. They had a lot of guys who could shoot the basketball. Guys like Daquan Cook, Jamar Butler, and as I mentioned a moment ago, Ron Lewis, who are all guys that helped to spread the floor. When the ball went inside to Odin, he was able to kick it out to those guys for the threes or to slash and attack the basket. And then a couple other guys that were key contributors to that squad, freshman David Lighty, who didn't play as much, but he was a guy that down the road would get many minutes as a Buckeye and become a, a, a great performer in their history. And Ivan Harris, who was a senior, was a McDonald's All-American, was a guy who put in his dues and paid off to get himself to that Final Four and National Championship slot. Unfortunately, the Buckeyes were unable to prevail. As I said, four losses, you think, okay, let's. who did they lose to? They lost to North Carolina at North Carolina when they were number six in the country early on in the year. They lost to Florida when Florida was number four in the country at Florida, and they lost at number four, Wisconsin, and then obviously to Florida in the national championship game. So they did not lose to a team outside of the top 10 all season long. All right, and you're thinking, holy cow, how on earth do you have them at number four? But as I said, 35 and four didn't quite get there. Three, two, and one are really, really tough outs. And when we get to that, you'll you'll understand why. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's teams three, two, and one that did not win a national championship in the past 20 years in college basketball. All right, here we go. Welcome back. We are going to count down the final three schools who are the best teams not to win the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship in the past 20 years. But before we do that, Let's take a look. Let's count back. Let's take a look at our honorable mentions as we move down. Honorable mentions, the 2001-2002 Kansas Jayhawks lost to Maryland in the Final Four, a team with Drew Gooden, Kirk Heinrich, Nick Collison, and others. 2009-2010 Kentucky Wildcats, a team that was number one for the majority of the season, led by freshman John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and then upperclassmen like Patrick Patterson fell short in the Elite Eight. And then our final honorable mention was the Memphis Tigers in 2007-2008, whose wins were then vacated, so the national championship would not have counted, which is why they were included in the honorable mention, led by guys like Derrick Rose, Chris Douglas Roberts, and Joey Dorsey. Quickly, let's count down 654 for those of you just joining me. Number six was the UCLA Bruins of 07-08, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, Darren Collison, Luke Richard and Bahamute was their third Final Four in a row. They lost to Memphis that year in the Final Four. Number five was the Kansas Jayhawks of 2009-2010, team that won the Big 12 regular season and the tournament, lost to Northern Iowa and Ali Farouk Manesh, the only squad on this list that did not make it to the second weekend of the tournament. They had the Morris Twins, they had Sharon Collins, and then they had freshman Xavier Henry as the slasher from the wing. Number four, 2006-2007 Ohio State, a team that did not lose a game to anyone outside of the top 10 all season. Went 35-4, and four, lost to Florida in the national championship, were led by super freshman Greg Oden, Mike Conley, and then you had guys like Daquan Cook, Jamar Butler, and Rod Lewis. All right, so there you have it. Three honorable mentions, six, five, and four. Let's jump into number three. 
Number three is the 2001-2002 Duke Blue Devils. Now, again, full disclosure, I am a Duke fan. I could have included six Duke teams on this list. However, I chose the one in my lifetime, or in my opinion, that was the most disappointing loss in the most disappointing um, non-championship year of the past 20. And in my opinion, it's 0-1-0-2. This was a team that was 31-4, and 13-3 and in the ACC, came up short against Indiana in a Sweet 16. Indiana then would make it to the national championship before falling to another Atlantic Coast Conference team in Maryland who would win it in that year. All right. This is a stat that stood out to me during my research when I looked this up. Since the Ken Palm statistics have become a thing, since they were created, this team was the very first team who was number one in the country in both offense and defense. They covered both facets of the game so, so well that they were the, they're, the, they're the first squad to ever hold both categories. So this is a team that had a ton of star power. They had a ton of guys who had been there before. They were coming off of a national championship the year before. They won the national championship in 2000-2001 with mostly the same roster. The guys, the only guys that they lost off of this squad were Shane Battier, who moved on to the NBA as a lottery pick, and then Casey Sanders, who was inside as a, a post presence. However, this is not a team, as I said, that was lacking for star power. They had Jason Williams, who later became Jay Williams, who was the National Player of the Year, went to be the number one, the number, excuse me, number two pick in the NBA draft, and then unfortunately, due to a motorcycle accident, was never able to reach that potential at the next level. They also had guys like Carlos Boozer, who cut out an amazing NBA career as a second-round pick, played drafted by the Cavaliers, played for the Jazz played for some teams as during his time, the Bulls in the NBA, and pe- played solid minutes and contributed to some very good NBA teams. Mike Dunleavy, sharpshooter on the wing, son of Mike Dunleavy Sr., former head coach in the NBA, was a guy who, again, was on that squad the year before with the, that won a national championship, would end up moving on to be a lottery pick. Chris Duhon was a member of that squad. He was a freshman on that team. He would be a guy that would lead Duke to another to a Final Four as a senior in 2004 with the Blue Devils. And then Dante Jones, who was a transfer in, all right, he carved out a, a very, very nice career as a Blue Devil and then had a very good NBA career, won a championship in the NBA with the Cavaliers in 2016. So again, of all the Duke teams I could have chosen for this list, I'm starting with the Blue Devils from 01-02 because in my opinion, they came in with coming off of a national championship. They returned so many big pieces from the year before. The expectations were incredible for them to get back and then for them to fall based off missed free throws and just the ball bouncing the wrong way. Losing to Indiana was a tough pill to swallow for any Duke fan. So Duke in 2001-2002 is number three. Number two... Probably one of the more memorable seasons outside of the Memphis season in 2007-2008 that I can remember watching is the 2004-2005 Illinois Fighting Illini. This is a team that went 37-2, and 15-1 in the Big Ten, would have gone 16-0 and in the Big Ten had it not been for a three-pointer at the buzzer against Ohio State on the very last game of Big Ten play of that season. 
All right. They spent 15 weeks at number one. All right. They were first in the NCAA in assists that year. Their backcourt was incredible. A three-headed monster I'll get to in a moment. Bruce Weber, their head coach, was the coach of the year in college basketball that season. All right. One thing that I've read about this team is the unbelievable chemistry that they had throughout this season. Obviously, assists preaches to their unselfishness, their ability to play together. All right. They shot the three incredibly well. That was one thing. They didn't maybe didn't have the inside presence that most of the teams on this list may have, but they had the they, they might have had the best backcourt of any team in this list. And though that backcourt led by D Brown, who's the Big 10 player of the year, first team all-American. And then you had two other guards and Darren Williams, who would be a, a lottery pick in the NBA, and Luther Head. Both were second team all-Americans. All right? Sports Illustrated ran an article or ran a, a piece in 2014 that said that they were the best team not to win the national championship. 2004-2005 was their first national championship appearance. And as of 2014, if I would be doing that list during that year, I would have completely agreed with them because I feel that they are the best team in the last 20 years not to win the, the national championship. As I mentioned, D. Brown, Darren Williams, Luther Head, the three-headed monster in the backcourt, but Roger Powell, the kind of Swiss Army knife, do-everything guy, all right, in it, it, that that undersized forward. And then you had James Augustine, who was 6'10", big guy on the inside, was able to do the dirty work at the rebounds, kick it out to these guards so they could push it up the floor, all right? A couple things that stick out to me from this team is one of their wins during the season was against number one, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, who led by Josh Howard that year, was number one in the country. Illinois went in and beat them, all right? And then in the NCAA tournament, playing Arizona. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I know, I remember watching the game, Arizona led by Salim Stoudemire. The, Illinois came back from double-digit deficit real, real late in that game to push themselves to the next round and give themselves an opportunity to get to the national championship. Unfortunately, this Illinois team fell to an absolute juggernaut. Had Illinois won the game, the team that they lost to would be probably in the place that they are number two on this list, that being the North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina that year had Sean May, Rashad McCants, and Raymond Felton. They were a team that was just absolutely loaded with talent. All three of those guys I just mentioned were NBA lottery picks in the draft the next year. Won a national championship and moved on. Raymond Felton having the most successful, in my opinion, NBA career of those three. However, they were an absolute juggernaut. And Illinois, unfortunately, a completely unbelievable, memorable season did not end the way that they had hoped. So we're going to take one more break here. When we come back, I will unveil the last, or excuse me, the number one team of the last 20 years who did not win the national championship. So stick with us. All right, here we go. Final team, number one on my list of the teams of the last 20 years in NCAA men's college basketball who did not win the national championship. Drum roll, please. The number one team is the 2014-2015 Kentucky Wildcats. 
All right. Kentucky was a team that was number one from November until they lost to Wisconsin in the Final Four. They didn't even get to the national championship. They got to the Final Four and lost to Wisconsin with Frank Kaminsky and company in the Final Four. But a team that was number one all year long. Did not fall. Did not move out of that. They won 38 straight games, which is now the record for most wins in a regular or in a season for a college basketball team. 38 and 1. 16 and 0 in the SEC. Obviously won both the regular season and the tournament. Listen to some of these teams that they beat throughout this year. Number 5 Kansas, number 6 Texas, number 21 North Carolina, number 4 Louisville. All right. That's and what what stands out to me the most about this squad, not only when I get to the players that were on this team, it's just unbelievable to fathom the players that were on this team. But they only had nine games, nine, that were decided by 10 points or less. Three of them were one-possession games. All right, Some of their close calls in that season. Texas A&M, double overtime, they won by six. Ole Miss, overtime, they won by three. The Louisville win, I mentioned a moment ago, they won by eight. At LSU, they won by two points. And then Notre Dame in the Elite Eight, a hard-fought battle with the, the Fighting Irish, they won by two to advance to the Final Four. But again, this is a team that was number one all season. No team in NCAA basketball has advanced that far and been undefeated since the UNLV Rebels of the late 80s, early 90s. All right, they got all the way to the Final Four before they were knocked off again by Wisconsin, like I said. But here's the thing that I that I that really sticks out to me. Not only did they go 38-0 and lose in a Final Four, not only did they have so many games that were blowouts or 10 points or more, all right, not only did they beat a number of incredibly good ranked teams throughout the season. But listen to the names that they had on this roster. Coached by John Calipari, who's making his second appearance in this list, obviously with the honorable mention of John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, etc. But listen to the names they had on this team. Carl Anthony Towns was a freshman. SEC Freshman of the Year. Second team All-American. Would be the number one draft pick in the next year's NBA draft. Devin Booker, a guard, could shoot the three. All right, attack the basket. He would go on to the NBA, plays for the Phoenix Suns, scored 70 points in a game a couple years back. The Harrison twins, Andrew and Aaron, very highly touted recruits that came in. All right, they were they came back to play another year with this crew that was going to be there. All right, two guards that contributed in so many different ways, not only points but assists, defense. All right, leadership on this team. Trey Lyles, another freshman who came in, very highly touted out of Indiana, came to Kentucky to try to win a national championship. Willie Cauley-Stein was a first-team All-American that year. He would go on to be a lottery pick in the NBA by the Sacramento Kings now playing with, uh, he played with the Warriors also. He was a guy that was a first-team All-American at seven foot. Then you had your seventh man, off the bench on this team, being Tyler Eulis. And I mentioned Tyler Eulis only because he stuck around 
and was the SEC Player of the Year the following season. The seventh guy off your bench, or the seventh guy to see the floor, is Tyler Eulis, the SEC Player of the Year the next year. And don't forget guys like Marcus Lee, who would end up transferring because minutes were so hard to come by with the factory that was Kentucky basketball and still is Kentucky basketball. Dakari Johnson, who would leave to go to the NBA. And then Alex Poitras, a guy on the wing who paid his dues, spent a lot of time. It would end up um, who had won a national championship before with Anthony Davis and guys of that nature. So again, the number one team who did not win the national championship in the past 20 years is the Kentucky Wildcats of 2014-2015. Rode 38 straight wins into the Final Four, a 38-0 record, before getting knocked off by Wisconsin in the Final Four. Didn't even make it to the national championship. Duke would be the national champions that year as they would knock off Wisconsin um, to win the championship. But again, that team was just absolutely loaded. I mean, it was almost like a video game, that the team that had been put together there with Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker and the Harrison brothers and Trey Lyles. Again, Willie Cauley-Stein, you had guys like Tyler Eulis again coming off the bench who would go on to be an SEC Player of the Year, win Conference Player of the Year, get drafted in the NBA. Just so much talent compiled on one team. And then they did not have a letdown all season. They, they won every single challenge that came up against them until they got to that great senior-laden team, um, Wisconsin, in the Final Four. So there you have it. There are the six best teams, in my opinion, that did not win the national championship in men's college basketball in the last 20 years, since 2019 to 2000. Obviously, no national champion crowned this year, unfortunately. All right. But thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hopefully this can start some conversation. Maybe there's some others that I didn't think of or some others that maybe deserve some credit in there. If you think about it, let me know and maybe I can add them to a second part two of this list.